You know, I've always been interested in multiple ways of marketing, social media, YouTube. You know, one thing that kept ringing out podcast, podcast, podcast. So you Google podcast, you try to figure out podcast. And I seen the guy talking about all the equipment that he purchased to do a podcast. However, this one guy in the comments mentioned anchor.fm. Best thing you ever could imagine, man, when it comes to podcasts, extremely easy, it's free. Not only that, you can get paid from using it. So listen, download the app or just go to anchor.fm. You're now tuned into the Angry Salesman Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Angry Salesman. You know what? I, I wanted to start off easy. I wanted to, you know, go light about it and really, you know, open up the listeners to just little gems and jewels about the car business. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more angry I get and the more questions I'm getting in the emails now. Oh, my gosh. Listen, here's the question I get in the email. Extremely heavy. I didn't want to take it myself because I realized I couldn't be the only one that was upset and disinferiated about the car business, how people are being done. Imagine this. You got your finances together. Your money is good. You're working hard. You don't pay cash for your vehicle or you put a good amount of money down, whatever the case may be. You bought your car brand new. You trade it in a few years later because you see the next hottest thing that come out. You paid 34 back then. They tell you it's worth 18. Whole dreams go down. I, I couldn't have been the only one that said, wait a minute. It's a way you can beat that. That's a tactic. That doesn't have to be your story. So I reached deep down. I had to go to my friend zone, got a small circle of influence. I influenced myself with, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Shelby Ward. Thanks for coming to the podcast, man. How you been? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You have a great podcast going, I think, to be able to educate, uh, you know, the average consumer that really doesn't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yes, sir. Hey, man, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I met Shelby Ward. I don't want to disclose where, but it was in the sales atmosphere. And, and you know, he came to me then and said, Mop, you know, the only way to be a good salesperson, you have to be a low down, dirty thing. You know, when he's seen the practices, like, is this how you sell cars? Is this the way you do it? Shelby, I'm a regular guy. You know, bought a car, brand new. I'm riding around in my ride. A few years go by, trade it in, I'm upside down. Is that is that the way of the world? Is that how it works? Talk to me, man. <laughs> well, it's funny. And, and as you know, I mean, I was really analytical back then. And, you know, I've been in sales for pretty much my entire career. And right. the one thing I've seen pretty consistent, unfortunately, is uh, the climate and the market for uh purchasing really anything it could be anything from cars to uh to rvs to boats i mean you name it and what i feel like is it's not an absolute you know i mean there are there are certain things that you kind of you kind of really want to educate yourself on before you go make a big purchase like that and especially in the car business and you know and 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 other industries as well um 
you know, everything from, you know, and from a sales side of it, me understanding now after doing a lot of research, kind of what plays into that. And, you know, there's so many apps, there's so much technology out there uh, that, that a consumer can have access to, to really kind of help them in terms of guarding against certain predatory practices that uh, unfortunately are, are pretty uh, uh, pretty common in, uh, in today's marketplace. But I would say the, the, the main thing, sorry, excuse me there. I would say the main thing though, realistically, um, you know, when you want to make sure that if you're, if you're going into a buying position, you want to make sure to, if you have the ability to, as you know, finance as little as possible, you know, finance is the name of the game. And I remember one time I heard a sales manager say this and it was actually, it was kind of funny, but it was kind of really telling of, you know, what's going on today. And that is, yeah, you know, cash is king, but the king is dead and the queen is finance and she's here to rule. Right. And so, um, <laughs> But I, I thought that was funny, but it's so true because when you sit down, I mean, let's talk about the pencil for just a second. You know, when a salesperson, and keep in mind, you know, a lot of people don't know this, uh, being on the consumer side of it, but a salesman has no control over the numbers whatsoever, really. I mean, we're, we're kind of devil's advocate, if you will, between, you know, what the marketplace says a vehicle is worth versus what the dealers will accept on a deal and it versus what a consumer is willing to pay for it. We're really just kind of the broker in between the person that holds the product uh, for retail and the person trying to consume the product, uh, uh, the retail product as well. So like, for instance, when you sit down with a pencil, a right. lot of times, you know, what's not really understood. And, and again, this is really, it's kind of a setup, if you will, for when people go sit down and finance, because it's the most stressful part uh, of the transaction a lot of times. Uh, outside of just negotiating is, you know, really being unaware that, you know, a dealership's primary focus is kind of that of a bank, really. Yeah, they hold product, but their money's on finance. So they're really selling you a loan. So anything you can do as a consumer to give you more of a power position when going into finance, the better. And some of that's money down, right? Because the more cash you put down, the less you're financing, the better your rate and the shorter the length of time, you know? Okay. so. You know, anytime they can give you what's called a leg, right? So what, what that means is when I'm sitting down with you and I present some numbers, you may look at that payment as a consumer and say, whoa, 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 I can't afford that money down for that payment. You know, little does the salesperson know, most of the time they don't, because let's be honest, the turnover rate's so high. Uh, you go to the tower and you, you know, what they call the tower where all the managers are sitting there and you're like, well, hey, uh, this is where they want to be at. And they're like, Okay, let me see what we can do. And they're and funny enough, they're even playing the game with us. Like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. You need to ask for this. Yeah. But realistically, let's say you had five thousand down, two thousand down, you know, one thousand down, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. different payments associated with that. Well, what here's what you don't know is that your money down, right? Like, say you qualify. Let's say it's a I don't know three hundred dollar payment. I'm just throwing a number yeah. out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at five thousand down. But little okay. do you know, you actually qualify for that $300 payment. A lot of times, this isn't all the time, but a lot of times you actually qualify for that without putting 2000 down in, or 5000 down. In fact, you qualified for that at 2000 down. That's what's called Probably nothing. Probably nothing now. 
Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, so, so, so okay, we get you to agree. We stretch you a little bit, you know, two thousand up to okay. Well, I can do three. That's my max. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just gave finance an extra thousand dollars in leeway in that payment to amortize it so they can fit in financial products. So when you come and sit down, you're thinking your payment is three hundred bucks, but really that same amount of money could have got you two seventy, and now they got you at two ninety. Finance looks like a hero. You signed the dotted line, not knowing that you actually qualified for that lower payment the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make you angry, Shelby. That doesn't make you angry. I mean. We're talking about, you know, what they call them in the car business on the other side. They call these hardworking people. They call them regular people. And I heard them say that. Hey, folks, when these regular people come in here, you know, get them excited. You know, get them on that vehicle. But what they don't do is they, they don't sell you this depreciating item looking at, you know, three years ahead. You know, uh, they don't have a conversation with you trying to figure out your trade cycle. Like, how often do you get out of your cars? So you got this customer to come back with this vehicle. She's, you know, excited, ready to trade in. Something new came out. And you have to tell her that she's eight, twelve thousand upside down. God forbid if she traded in a vehicle to get the vehicle that she's in. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. She I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if they if they if they, if you qualify for, you know, let's say, you know, three yeah. percent. And they bump you to five. Well, that extra two points is going on that loan. And Absolutely. so you may have bought a vehicle for thirty thousand, but by the time you bought all your financial products and you know the rate attitude and everything else, you now got a forty-two thousand dollar vehicle. Well, the problem is the vehicle's not worth forty-two thousand. It was worth around thirty-four, right? And so mm -hmm. now you already got a discrepancy for, in what you bought for uh, bought the vehicle for versus what it's actually worth. Oh, right? so you're, mm -hmm. yeah. So you're starting out upside down from the word get-go uh and, and that's really every industry and, and you know I, I feel like that's you know a big part of you know why it's become so finance heavy because the truth is everything's so competitive now they can't really make money on the front side of it right from just selling the product so yeah. really it's so competitive now to where it's like okay well we'll, we'll even lose a little bit of money because we're going to make you know you know two thousand five thousand ten thousand dollars in the back you know in the finance department. Yeah. so you know, and really, if you really want to insulate yourself as a consumer and kind of protect yourself, you know, most amount of money down. If you don't have a whole lot to put down and you have to have a new vehicle, do a lease. Seriously, yeah. do a lease. Yeah. You know, because now you're not borrowing from that equity down the line, hoping to sell your vehicle and at least get most of your money back or get something that's fair market value for it. When, as we just talked about, you're not going to get fair market for it anyways, unless you bought it you know straight out which i don't know but most people don't really walk around with you know thirty forty thousand dollars they're ready to you know buy a new vehicle for that price and that's as you know on the low side you know you get into more like high line and luxury items they can they can be significantly higher so yeah whereas if you do at least you know you're kind of getting that equity up front through your payments and uh if you plan on trading in at some point anyways which you should know your buying patterns and i feel like that's something that would really help out people too. just kind of, yeah. you know, sit down over your finances and say to yourself, okay, well, this is really what I, you know, what I really see. I see, I see myself buying the, ne the next new vehicle in, you know, two to three years, four years anyways. Well, go ahead and do a lease, you know, protect yeah. yourself. 
from that depreciation as much as you can. Okay, I totally agree with that. I mean, so so I mean, in, in ending of this, in ending of this, if we had to send it out, if we had to put it on a, a sticker of whatever, if we had to put it on one sheet of paper. How on earth do you avoid getting upside down? In three points, can you summarize this in three points? If I if I want, if I don't want to, uh, you know, come against this headache in three years, how can I avoid becoming upside down? Well, I'd say the best ways to do it is okay. if you have to have a new vehicle, lease it. Okay. Or number two, if you have to buy a new vehicle or any vehicle really and get yourself in a good position, then. You really want to put as much money down as possible. Finance, the name of the game is take the smallest amount of finance possible. Okay? okay. Or number three, buy yourself a used vehicle that's at fair market price. And again, finance as little as possible. I'm coming so out with the t-shirt. yourself against the banks and you protect yourself against the market. I'm coming out with t-shirt Shelby. It's going to have 72 months with a big X in front of it, man. No more six-year financing, man. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I actually hear that in some markets, they're even extending those a little bit. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Graveyard. This is something that, this is on an item that is guaranteed to depreciate. Hey, look, man, I know you're a busy man. Ton of information. I, I, I don't want to dump too much on them, man. Thank you so much for stopping by. Blessing the podcast, Shelby. No, I appreciate it. It's good hanging out with you guys. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, this is Gordon, the angry salesman. Look for more good stuff, more good tips, more good jewels. Give me some calls. Give me some questions. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks again.